Welcome back to the Native AZ Sports Show. This is episode five, the Phoenix Suns trade deadline targets. Brought to you by Nick Patak. And Ben Dalton. Ben, how the hell are you? I'm doing good, Nick. How are you? Doing good. Ready to get some Suns basketball going here. (sighs) Suns basketball. The elusive favorite team. One day. Uh, Our beautiful Phoenix Suns. Now we're going to talk about a fun, this will be a fun podcast episode. Because we're going to talk about trade deadline targets. Who do you want? It's always fun to dream and think. It is. I think there's going to be a big swing. We've seen some prominent people. We like to call out Flex from Jersey here because he, he almost was accurate with that Kevin Durant trade, but he's, he said James Jones is going to take a big swing. And December 15th is the date these things will start rolling. And it's coming up here. Yep. So on today's episode, we're going to be really diving into who should they target the most. Should they go for role players off the bench? Slash like, you know, fifth, sixth option type guys. Or should they make... The big prize acquisition. Uh, are you willing to trade two of three of Mikel, Cam Johnson, Aiton to upgrade the roster? That would be assuming for the big swing. Who is untouchable between Aiton and Bridges? How many draft picks are you willing to give up to build the best contender? What is the biggest position of need? Second biggest position of need. Um, you know, maybe a player profile name round Robin. Like, we'll throw out names and you'll say yes or no. Cool. So let's dive into it. Ben, who should they target the most? Well, we, we've we covered this already. Score, tough power forward, slash big. That's who they need. Score is, is my most important thing. I think you could find toughness in a lesser player. Um, but you need some scoring power off the bench and, and potentially in the starting line. So score, then give me three, your top three to five. That's realistic. Realistic, Clarkson. Okay. Bogon. Bojan. Bojan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bojan. Okay. So Clarkson and Bojan. So Bojan, obviously. The double Bs. The double Bs, right? Um, Clarkson is a B? Yeah, the Bojan. The Detroit. Oh, Bojan and and Bogdan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, Clarkson is a B? Yeah. (laughs) It's like our ASU education's failing. Maybe he's got a middle name. No. um, So, okay, so Bojan and Bogdan. Okay. Bojan, obviously, on the Pistons, really good numbers this year. Very efficient. He signed a contract extension, which I think is why Detroit signed him to an extension. They didn't sign him to keep him, in my opinion. I think they probably figured, let's get this guy really good. Or not, let's get this guy good. Feature him and then move him for a pick or two. 100%. And and maybe they thought, we'll surprise some folks and suddenly be good and then we keep him. But that wasn't realistic. Correct. Um, And they're... Doing solidly this year. They got they a nice might make young the court. playoffs. So, and who knows, Nick? You know, right. a city who has a drought for many years, they might just want to keep that guy around just for the fans. Right. Sort of, you know, like we thought with some of the other veterans we brought in in like 2016, 17, 18. Too. Right. Um, I think. Similar players, Jordan Clarkson. I guess you could think Eric Gordon. He might be a little bit over the hill as of now. Um, a guy like Bojan or Bogdan would be very good. Kyle Kuzma would be good. That's more of a, of a wing. But they definitely need a scoring punch. They definitely need someone who's a dribble drive creator who can pull up off the dribble or drive past their man and start collapsing the defense and kicking to what our most of our team does well, shoot off ball. 100%. Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, Landry Shamit, Cam, um, sorry, I already said Cam Johnson, even Chris Paul, a little bit, or Booker off the dribble, you know, off ball can shoot. Um, we need, you know, Torrey Craig's having a great year. Damian Lee, I don't know if he's going to play in the playoffs, but he's shooting the lights out right now. The book is out on the Suns. And what you do is you, you trap Book when he comes over half court. You try to get the ball out of his hands. 
and you either force CP to shoot if he's in the game and healthy in the playoffs, or you're forcing these other players to be creators. Yeah. I think we've seen the past two years you can't trust CP's health. Mm-hmm. And Book, legendary, of course, but he can't do it alone. And if he's getting trapped, you need that other punch. And, and you can't trust that Book can just lead you to the promised land. You, yeah. you need someone else there. You do. Um so that leads to the next question. Role players off the bench, like one or two, because I think we'd almost need two role players uh, upgrading two spots. Or do you make the big prize acquisition? Big prize acquisition would mean, <laughs> I guess, if we can still get Kevin Durant, someone like maybe if the Bulls tank and blow it up, DeMar DeRozan. Or if the Raptors, I've now seen an article saying that if the Raptors are around 500 or less, there's a potential chance they would consider moving... A piece like I don't know if this is going to happen, but Fred Van Vliet, maybe OG and Anobi, love OG. Would love either. I don't think OG's that realistic, but I would love it. Um, Probably have to get up a lot for him, right? But. So, so like, if you're really boiling it down, the big prize acquisition gives you the best chance to win, but it comes at what's the like, what is the opportunity cost of that trade? Are you you know OG and Anobi hypothetically a guy, basically a defensive player of the year type guy? You know, on a semi, pretty affordable contract, um, who's an, one of the best wing defenders in the league, and he's becoming a better scorer. And you're, they're going to want like Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Picks. Well, I think it, that's where we're at. Our what's our core, Nick? Is it Aiton, Bridges, and Book? Is that theoretically our core? Is Cam Johnson yeah. part of that core? It's really it. It I think so much of that depends how he finishes this year. If he's if he does very well and doesn't get injured again, I think it'll end on a good note and they'll be like, yeah, I'll give you $18 million a year for Cam, you know, Cam and he'll be either the starting power forward or the sixth man off the bench. Ideally, you have this core four, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of Cam, Macau, Aiton, and Book. In a perfect world, you're able to just build strategically around that for mm-hmm. the next five to ten years. Yeah. We're, this is the year you're finding out. And is it going to be too late if we don't take this swing and try to add to it by trying to stay steady for this five to ten year run? I think you can do both, but you have to decide who's your core three that you're unwilling to part with. Right. Or I just, but I don't really know if you're going to get an OG and an Obi or even a DeMar DeRozan. That's like a win now. DeMar DeRozan more win now for a couple of years type player if you're going to be able to get him without giving up like one or both of Mikel and Cam, which is fine. Give up. I think Cam Johnson and then multiple picks. Um, if you can get DeRozan for Cam Johnson, three first round picks and then like salary filler, like that's a lot. I don't, I think you can get him for less, less than three first. Yeah. What two Cam and two is probably a deal that the Bulls do today. You think what? I mean, yeah. Okay. If they're willing to give up DeRozan, for two first, Cam Johnson in salary, which would be like Crowder and Sarge. Right. You ha- you have to do that deal. I think he'd likely do it too. DeMar has deficiencies defensively. He's old, but he's the mid-range assassin. He's a scoring I- threat, and he covers the needs that you're concerned about. And he's going to fit right into a mold. Yeah. Uh, DeMar DeRozan would be fantastic. I'd love to have him on the Suns. Right. Of course, the Lakers would have loved to have him too, so they aren't right. This- this team that's at the bottom of the barrel. Of course, that's what happens when you trade for Russell Westbrook, forty-four million a year. It is, and when you say you and now they have to sign the GM to an extension after you've yeah. had the worst year in yeah. franchise shout, history. Shout out Lakers fans! Now you know what it's like to have bad management. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome you, to Arizona sports life, fanhood. <laughs> yeah, let let your rings keep you warm at night. Yeah, um, so let's go into this. 
Are you willing to trade two or three of Mikel, Cam Johnson, Aiton to get a big fish? I'm a big chemistry continuity guy. So, and sometimes that can be a little bit to a fault. It's why I actually love James Jones because I think that he sticks with continuity. And I think it's why we've been successful. You've seen a lot of successful Suns teams. They've done so. Um, I have a hard time being willing to part with Aiton and Mikel. I like Cam. I think he's got to be your expendable piece to, to grow on it. It's very trade specific. I would hate to get rid of Mikel or Aiton. Uh, Cam, unfortunately, is a little more expendable. I would agree. Cam is probably the third person, you know, the the easiest I'd give up. Uh, Aiton and Mikel together, plus a bunch of picks, like it would have to. It would have to be for a young star talent. It'd have to be KD, and even or, then, you well, see not young, Bakken, but like, right? Right. I mean, he's an older star talent, but he's a top five, top ten talent Correct. in the league. Unless it's like you said, young, like an SGA, but they're not. Shea Gilgis isn't getting traded. Yeah, it almost have to be. So OG and Anobi, I, I don't think I would give up Aiden and Bridges for OG and Anobi. No, not a chance. I think Mikel OG's is comparable really to OG. Yeah, uh, and so right. you can't be you can't give up Aiden for someone who's comparable to a player that you have that probably isn't alone leading you to the promised land. Right. You're getting rid of right. your, your stouts. And Aiden does so much X factor wise on the defensive end that even on his games off, he he covers a lot of bases. Mm-hmm. Um. So, of the two, if you had to only pick one, who's untouchable between Aiton and Bridges? Ah, oh, gosh. That's like asking to pick between your, your kids. <laughs> um, uh, Go with your favorite kid. No, I'm kidding. I think Aiton's potential always sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Mikel's defensive prowess is X-Factor nature. Oh, goodness. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm saying that Aiton's untouchable. Okay. I would say Aiton's upside is the highest in the next two, three years because they're both not finished products, even though we think they're probably hitting a decent amount of ceiling they're at. They're, they're not raw prospects. They're definitely like probably 75 plus percent of the way yeah. through their ceiling. They're just the hope, like at the fullest, fullest potential, Aiton's probably the better player overall, but Mikel plays the most valuable position in today's NBA, and the hope is that in the next one to two years with more opportunities, maybe he can get somewhere to the Chris Middleton type offensive game. And if he's playing that good a defense, I'd probably have to say Bridges. Even though it's very close and I like DeAndre a lot. Anyone, Ben knows this, I'm a huge DeAndre guy because of how well he plays in the playoffs. Uh, I wouldn't fault you for that, Nick. And, you know, you asked me this question on a different day, I might say. Right. It's, they both, Mikel does so much X-Factor things as yeah. well. He's a son's homer. He wants to be here forever. Right. You can really build off of him. I think it's just Aiton's potential if he yeah. ever puts it together for the mm-hmm. full season. Yeah. It's scary. We so wouldn't have to have this conversation up. had we just taken Tyrese Halliburton in our core four would be <laughs> or Maxi and our core four would be Halliburton or Maxi and then Aiton Bridges and Booker. We'd we'd have a core four literally like Locked in for the next seven years. But if wishes were if wishes, fishes, were fishes. the brooks would be full. Uh, I know. And that's that's uh, not how life works. We've we've had some things fall our way, aka uh, first team All NBA and the thirteenth overall pick. So. Yep, that uh, was a big one for Mr. Devin Booker. Thanks to Coach Calipari for starting the Harrison brothers. Yes, um, love it. So okay, how many draft pick? Here's an unknown because we don't have a current owner, even though there's some new ones circling. Uh, you know, with, with offers over $3 billion. That's what we've heard. Uh, We're in the how, second phase now. 
Right. So how many draft picks, if if possible, let's say we can give up draft picks um, as many as we can to get a player. I don't know if that's going to happen. I've heard both things. That, so what is that, four, Nick? I think four. four. Yeah, and then there's pick swaps available. How many, how many draft picks are you willing to give up to build the best contender right now? And I guess that would really ultimately mean... How many are you willing to give up? Let's let's bifurcate that, put it into two different questions. How many draft picks are you willing to give up for the role player type players like Clarkson, et cetera? Like a Clarkson and Vanderbilt from Utah, a duo. Are we or, doing those together? Then we're talking more. Right. Okay. We're talking a role player or two. Let's say one or two role players. Or then the big prize acquisition, which would be a Durant, DeRozan, maybe OG, other players like that. If you'd have talked to me a week ago, I'd say our, I thought our title window was a lot longer than just this year. Mm-hmm. We obviously watched this, these three weeks of games. We already talked about that. I don't think the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. But if you're in this window where you have to capitalize on maybe a healthy CP for probably just this year, you got to take some sort of swing. Depends on the player. I'd say you're willing to give up two first-round picks, ideally just one, and salary. Uh, I just don't know if that gets you what you need. Okay. How about I fire this off of you? Kevin Durant, how many picks are you giving up? Four. Yep. I would as well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan? Two. Okay. I disagree. I think it might take three, unfortunately. But I would love to. Uh, OG Ananobi? Two. You got to sign him an extension, too. He's under contract, to believe, for another year, and then as a player option or something like that. Yeah, but you know he's declining that player he's option. He's definitely declining that. You okay with him just being under contract for one more year? And giving up two picks, I guess yeah, two late OG, first round picks, hundred percent. The chance you get OG and Anobi in those two picks yeah. is so. I'd I'd say two for sure. I would two in players, two to three. He's that good. He's he's arguably like the best wing defender in the NBA. Arguably, he's up there. He's he's right there. He's big. You can make an argument for three. I think right. that you're shooting your wad right, so you got to be really confident. But right. yeah, if you're getting OG and our title windows the next two three years, you, you got to go. For okay, um, now let's go into the role player section. Eric Gordon, one, same. Um, Jordan Clarkson, just alone one. Yeah, because I, he's expiring yeah. too. Right? Um, Jordan Clarkson plus Jared Vanderbilt. Farrell's nice. I, I'd probably give up two there. That's the rumor as to why we don't have Bojan on the team, right? Right. That, it's that because James, James said I want Vanderbilt and yeah, put his foot in the line. I don't, sort of don't blame him, but God, I would want Bojan right now. <laughs> you got to look at it right. Is yeah. Who are you getting back? You're getting Vanderbilt as a young player. You're getting Clarkson, who you probably are signing to an extension. Yep. Those are your two first picks there. And, and Clarkson's still relatively young. Um, so, yeah, I'd give up two there. Um, Julius Randle. Woohoo! The big one. Right. Um, He's under contract for several years. Several years. Big contract. Uh, probably give up two picks there. Yeah. I think I think the Knicks are going to be happy to get rid of right. that contract. I'd say one to two. I don't think you have to give up as much to get a Randall. Right. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's expiring contracts, which would be Jay Crowder, Darius Saric, Shamit. Well, Shamit's not really an expiring. He's got one more one year, more year. Than the um, team option. Uh... And then, I guess, they'd probably want Cam Johnson. But I wouldn't want to give up Cam for Randall, even though if it pushed come to shove. If they wanted expirings plus Cam Johnson, then I would say no picks. No picks. You right. take what you have. And right. 
It, it is a little bit difficult, the fact that we don't know our ownership situation. It's, that's why I don't think they're going to be willing to give up. I don't even know if we're going to be able to give up all these picks. Yeah, because you can't go too deep into luxury when you're making a sale, and then you're saying, actually, but there's now there's this huge minus on, on your profitability based on the luxury tax. I'm, that I'm a little... That wasn't your decision. I'm a little nervous that because they didn't... Nervous in the right word. I guess I, I, I can see the writing on potentially on the wall that Cam Johnson gets traded. Because if we're not giving up a lot of picks and we're not going to trade Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Mikel Bridges, or DeAndre Ayton, which is, I think, likely. I don't think we're trading any of these guys. I don't. I think Cam is the guy that they're going, we didn't come to an agreement. And if someone w- wants, like, well, we want not only picks, but we want one young player. If there's only one guy. Well, the question is, are they taking him, though, now? Are they worried about the knee? Well, because he's had two knee issues. In his he, life. Has, he had one in North Carolina as well. So maybe they need to see Cam come back and all that. But he's restricted. So he is restricted. A team, a team gets his his bird rights, right? So they get his the ability to re-sign him, and no one's going to pay him more than twenty million dollars a year unless and he for, comes back and he's lighting it up and dropping twenty. And he's showing years. he's an off the dribble guy. Then it's like right. that's a different conversation. Um, I think Cam's a great role player. But that's really what he is. He's a very, very, very good role player. Yeah. As my mom says, she wants to win with our guys. I would yeah. love to win with our guys. I hate parting with that. That was a big reason I won us the last couple of years. It just felt organic. But now we're at a point where we have to do the right thing for the organization. And uh, yeah. And the fans. We need, we need a ring like, you know, we're more than anything. We deserve it after what we've been through. Um, let's see. I think we've touched on this a few times, but well, one more Nick Kuzma. Who are you giving up? Oh yeah, let's let's Kuzma's. A, that's tough because, like we talked about off the air, like are we getting Kuzma and then he's immediately signing an extension? That's a different story. Like, is he coming right now and being like, I want to stay here? Because the rumor is he loves Phoenix. He wants Phoenix. Flex tweeted that out. And is it going to be an issue with him and Book and the whole Kendall Jenner situation? Yeah. Maybe Clarkson, probably Clarkson too though. Well, Kendall and Booker broken up. I know about, for the fifth there, time. Is there some beef there? I, I know. know. I don't know. We have to wonder these things with these different players coming in. Right. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Book or, or Kuzma always is talking about how great the Suns uniforms look, the Suns crowd. He's he's mentioned so many positive Suns things. I'm like, brother, I know you just want to come down to Phoenix. He definitely does. Let I, me find you a house, Kuz. Yeah. I got you. And Washington's always struggling to try to put a team together. They're they're not keeping him. I doubt so. He want, it's, It sounds like the reports say he wants to go to big market or he wants and he wants twenty million dollars a year. So that's not Washington. He's 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 probably worth twenty twenty something, right? Yeah. He's not worth over twenty five. No, I don't even think I'm paying him 25. Yeah, maybe 21 to 22, 23 a year. Yeah. Again, I wish we had ownership because if you know you got the deep pockets, it makes these conversations a lot easier. But... It does, right. Let's hope we get somebody who's like, why are we splitting hairs on... But but it does come down to what's the lux- luxury tax. You know, it is the, the... That is going up, you know, in terms of like the salary caps going up with obviously new TV deals and all right. that. I mean, the biggest issue, and we just go back to it, is... We have one. We have the capability of one big, big swing. If you start giving up these one, two, Correct. three, first round picks, it no, goes away. No, you, right. So are you keeping it for the swing, on and with hopes that you can get? A I mean, if you can pull off the Kevin Durant trade at the deadline, yes, you do anything to get him. Basically, other than giving up, Aiton Bridges, Cam Johnson, all the picks. I, I don't think you can do that unless you fill out somehow are able to fill the roster with buyout candidates that replace the guys you lost that are like role players. But like, I like, okay, let's, let's put that scenario. Let's say the nets are like, 
okay, we'll, we'll deal Kevin Durant, but we are literally not trading him unless you give us Aiton, Bridges, Cam Johnson, and all of your draft picks. Nope. I say no. There's no guarantee it's going to work, but it's going to be Book and Durant. You're going to have to fill around it. Yeah, I, CP, Book, Durant. I, and I also just think that's poor management because you're basically saying, yeah, sure, we'll give you everything you want. When, in fact, you know that the Nets will trade you for less than that. I, I think. Will they? Yes. Because why Why wouldn't they? Kyrie's gone. Ben has been a shell of himself, right? Maybe he's coming around a little bit. Durant's getting older. He wants out. I think the writing's on the wall for them. That's you're, the number you're one. You're throwing three, potentially two all-star players and four first-round picks. That's, that's tough to do. He's a top five to seven player in the league. Yeah, and a lot of people would disagree with my argument, but I think you can get him for less. If it, yeah. So I just wouldn't give it all to them. I would prefer to give two of the three, Aiden Bridges, Cam Johnson, preferably Bridges, Cam Johnson, or Aiden, Cam Johnson, and uh, in, in multiple picks. You doing it at the deadline? Just see where the chips You have to, to do it at the deadline. Chris Paul's a ticking time bomb, and if you get lucky and Chris Paul stays healthy finally for once and you have Chris Paul, Booker, and Durant and then you have role players that hopefully are tough that you can... Maybe you bring in a guy in a buyout that's a tough player that can fill the Crowder-type role. Like, if somehow Chris stays healthy, I mean, that that trio can give you 70-plus a game. Yeah, I just... 80 I, a game, I think potentially in the playoffs. Every game, they could go off for 80 a game. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Durant. I think you're giving up... You have, obviously, Durant... Paul and Booker, but if you're giving up both Aiden and Mikel, I don't. You lose a lot of defense. You lose too much defense and X factor capability. That I don't know if you're winning that championship. I think you need one of those guys with those combo three to actually win it all. It's a very good. That's a good point. So, um, you know, let us know your thoughts on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you know, and all all the various ways you can contact us. What are your guys' thoughts on the uh, on the show to our listeners? You know, we want to obviously have your opinions. So um, it's a it's a community, and we we value uh, so much what you guys think. So uh, I think we already did this a little bit. So player profile, we're gonna look, think about like just a player and to say yes or no. Um, let's think about some guys. We've already gone through some of them. Bogdan. Yes. Bojan? Yes. Jordan Clarkson? Yes. Eric Gordon? Yes, depending on the trade, but I, know, I don't know, I know if that's enough in an upgrade. Right. Unless he's the Eric Gordon. Justin Holiday? No. Yeah, that's a hell no for me. Yeah, it's just but that's not, like such a classic 3 and D player that he'd be like... That would be a typical cash considerations move, and then maybe yeah. comes in these he's a little bit successful, Spur, but it's not moving the needle. Spurs player, Doug McDermott. Uh, Dougie Buckets? No. He doesn't dribble. I mean, if you can get him on, like, a buyout market, of course, but right. not for a trade. Jakob Podol. <laughs> Jakob! <laughs> what a name. Great name. Yeah. I may go, no. That's Just... my next kid's name. <laughs> I was thinking Carter, but Jakob Patak is a better... There's a guy, have you ever seen Sex Education, the show? I've heard it's good. It's no. good. There's a guy named Jakob on the show. So okay. I think of that. Uh, yeah, Jakob is a great, like, backup big. He'd be a fantastic... Backup big. Yeah, I'm 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 saying no to these specifically because because of the contract and the capital that it takes right. to give up some. I I think there's better bigger names to get. That's a good way to phrase this whole topic because it's on on paper you'd say yeah, but then it's like what's the cost? Right? Yeah, it's like oh yeah, I'd love to um, just build a team, right. any player out there. Um, 
Well, we've we've talked Kyle Kuzma. Yes, would love Kuz even okay. with his his weird fashion attire. I'll I'll take him in the valley. You're not a fan of the drip. Uh, I love drip. I yeah, think he doesn't his, have he doesn't I think have drip. He, I think his drip is unsuccessful. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably is. The Gen Z listeners on our show are cringing as no, two millennials yeah. talk about drip. I, I'm my fiance. She's a fashionista. I'd like she to is. say I got some Shout fashion out Sierra. going on. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Okay, I like that. Uh, well, that's pretty much it for you know the episode. Um, today is December 11th, and December 15th is a deadline in which players that sign a contract can be traded. The deadline is late, is middle of February. It's either 9th or 15th, I forget. I think it's February 9th, the trade deadline. Yeah, it it's, it's, it's right around there. It's always around the All-Star. So we've got, you know, starting December 15th and leading into, like, first, second week of February, we'll really know the final, the you know, finality of this roster. So we'll touch back on another episode post-trade deadline because we both agree there is a highly likely chance that Jay Crowder is traded. They're not just going to let him expire for oh, nothing. He's going, oh, he's they're going to make a trade, and they're going to probably package Saric in that trade. Probably. We'd and love to get off the Shamit deal, but you got to get something back. And Suns fans, sky's, sky's not falling. There's a whole reason we're trying to build a team with some injuries, ask them to do things they haven't really done in the NBA before, yeah. and there's, there's a trade coming. So hold tight. Last question. If you had to bet the big trade or the – Smaller trades. What do you think is happening? Smaller trades. Same. James Jones isn't taking a swing in the middle of the season, I don't think. Should he, though, if he's allowed to? If Meaning allowed to is the pick situation with the new owner. Because I think yes. Unless it's KD, I'm saying no. Or DeRozan or OG. And they... Is DeRozan a big swing? Huge. All right, then yeah. Take CP, that swing. CP, DeRozan, and Book. Oh, and if, you can you take... don't, if you don't give up Bridges or Ayton and you really have to give like Cam Johnson and multiple picks... That's an easy yes. Oh, that's an easy yes. I just don't see that as maybe the the grand salami swing that we're talking about in you know, all four picks and the, right taking that that big all star player. Um, so we think it's probably the smaller one. If you had to bet right now, who do you think's the the acquisition, and what do you think the trade is? I st- gut says Clarkson. Okay. because uh, the Jazz are going down, and. The hard part is if you swing for Clarkson, are you getting OG or Kuz? I don't know. I'm going to actually go buyout market. Clarkson and a buyout market guy, which isn't probably moving the needle. You think he's going to get bought out? No, Clarkson and a buyout market guy. Oh, Clarkson and a buyout. Uh, If not Clarkson, I say it's uh, Kuz or OG. Wow. Swing Would love one of those and then buyout market guard. I think it's Kuzma, and I hope they get someone like Danny Avdia or Rui Hachimura with him. And I'd be willing to give up a pick or two. I'd be sitting here happy heading into the playoffs with that as our roster. Okay. We'll talk to you soon, Suns fans. Uh, So signing off, Nick. Signing off, Ben Dalton. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Take care.